Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 113 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here, as always, to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to go in the trails, keep you stoked, and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for tuning in, and thanks for being here today and supporting the podcast. Now, on today's show, we are chatting with Hannah Mullen and her dad, Christian. I wanted to get both Hannah and Christian on the show. Want to chat about how Hannah's race season has been going. And um, if you've been following the Irish race season at all, you'll know it's been going very well. But also to chat to Christian as a parent and what sacrifices it takes to support Hannah's very full race calendar. Now, if you wanted to race every weekend in Ireland, you probably could. And it takes a lot of resources, a lot of time, a lot of expense, all that stuff. So we chat to Christian about that and how he supports Hannah and her racing career. If you can call it a career at 13 years old, but um, it certainly looks like that anyway with the results and stuff Hannah's getting. So we chat to Christian about that and what it takes from his side of things and from the parents' side of things to support your child in doing what they really enjoy and what they love and are so passionate about. So tune in and see how Christian's support of Hannah has helped her achieve her dreams of become a leader in the young pack of riders coming up through the race scene and we need them in Ireland, we need them everywhere in the scene and we certainly have them here, we're so so lucky. Of course we will also chat to Hannah about her awesome race season and she's also got some very exciting news as far as the future goes and we'll chat to Hannah about that at the end of the show. So without further ado, let me introduce Hannah and Christian to the MTV Tribe podcast. Hi Christian and Hannah, welcome to MTV Tribe podcast. How are you this evening? Very well, Gareth. Thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, thank you. You are more than welcome. And um, I know, Hannah, we've been trying to get you and your father on the show for quite a while, but you're just so busy riding bikes that it's quite difficult, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot out here. Uh, well it's great for coming on thanks so much for coming on the show because um, Hannah you're never off podiums and I know Christian you're a big part of what Hannah has achieved and I know we were kind of chatting back and forth about talking about the sacrifices that you have to make as a parent um, to be taking Hannah to these events and, and supporting her and everything else that goes into that making pack lunches whatever it is you get up to but we'll, yeah. we'll get into that um, because enough. I think it's very important you know um, because in Ireland as you know we have a lot of young riders that are very good and up and coming but it takes a lot of support to get them from that level to you know a higher level within within the industry so it's cool to get you on and hannah thanks so much for coming on as well and chatting to us and we'll chat to you about your racing and everything else because it's so exciting no bother it's an honor thank you no problem no problem so folks where are you from just just briefly well we're both well the family here live at the minute um just outside portadown in county armagh i'm originally from county tyrone and from five mile town I've um, been living up around here for maybe for almost 20 years. Um, so it, it's a great part of the world. You're very central to everything. Um, you've also got the mountain bike trails there, Craig Avon Lakes. And then the likes of you're fairly central for the likes of Big Weed and Kilbrony and Dava and all the trail centres and, and mountain bike trails and that. So it's, it's fairly central where we are, you know. 
Ah, you're in a real nice area there for sure. Yeah, it's, it's a great area to live. Ah, brilliant, brilliant. Now, I'm interested in how Hannah... So, Hannah, what age are you now? Are you 14 now? No, I'm still 13. Turned 14 you're... in December, so... Right, okay. So, you're still young and you've achieved so much, and, and we'll get into that. But I wanted to, Christian, just asked you, when did you first know Hannah was interested in mountain biking, or was it something that you were involved in? Before beforehand, well, I've always sort of been into biking, um, from from I can really remember, you know, mostly riding mountain bikes. I got my first mountain bike when I was about ten or eleven. Rode a lot of trails when I was younger and things. I got there, you know, mm-hmm. um, with the mates and having a good time on the bikes. And then obviously when Hannah came along, I think I think it was about three years old. She started. She learned to ride the bike with the stabilizers, um, <laughs> which, which was which was. A bit fun. I think the wee bike we got out of Tesco's wasn't very expensive. Um, stabilizers were off. And then she sort of progressed fairly quickly on the bike. Um, and got a lot of confidence on the bike and things I got there. And I think when she was five years old, I said, I said to my wife, I said, Barbara, I'm going to take Hannah to the trail centre here to see how she gets on, you know. Mm-hmm. We rocked up to Dava. And of course, maybe me thinking Hannah was maybe better than she was, I took her around the red trail at Dava. But she got the climb and all that done. And, uh, and it was great coming down. I think she had a wee spill. She hurt herself, but she got back up and she went on and she'd done the red trail. And it sort of just progressed on from that, riding trail centres and going to different trail centres and, and just enjoying the bike and, and having fun, you know. So any time I was heading away, I'd always throw her bike in the back of the car and take her with me, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's been just from that first time in Dava, it's just progressed on until where she is today, which is probably riding... Stuff that I can't write myself, but... (laughs) Well, let me get this question out of the way straight away. I normally leave this to the end of a podcast, but Hannah, are you faster than your dad now? Um, uh, Well, I don't know. You can answer that one yourself. (laughs) She likes to maybe think she is, but I tell her she is. It just keeps her happy, girls, you know? (laughs) Well, that's a nice breaker of a question there to get Hannah involved. (laughs) Isn't it? Um, so Hannah, when you went up to Dava, can you even remember going to Dava when you were five years old? No, no. There's, I remember um, Dad showed me about last year. There's a photo of me and my wee bike, but uh, I can't remember anything about it. So, uh, yeah. And was it pink? Was your bike pink? No, it was red and black. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I don't, I don't see you riding pink bikes. I just can't, I can't envision that. Yeah, yeah, no, pink's not really my colour, but I'll wear it if I have to. <laughs> That's cool. Well, um, Hannah, when you when you've when been going through school and stuff like that, are you interested in any other sports that you have to do in school, or is mountain biking your main passion? No, uh, I've done a lot of sports in the past, but uh, like you know, swimming, tennis, skiing, horse riding, and there was a lot more. But um, I think. The one that I felt special to me and the one that I enjoyed the most was mountain biking. Um, I just I just loved going down the tracks and even at a young age, even the push up was was quite fun and I just loved everything about it, getting out in the trails and having a bit of fun. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so it's funny because you know, obviously when you're going through school there's a lot of sports you're involved in and it's interesting to me why mountain biking appeals to people and why they keep 
they keep mountain biking and drop everything else. You know, it almost becomes like a lifestyle, like a, a passion. Um, and it's so ingrained in, into whatever they do. Um, is that the way you feel about it? Are you so passionate about it like that? Yeah, definitely am. Just, just absolutely love it. The speed, the thrill of it, you know, even whenever I was a young, you know, the, the, the buzz you get from the, the just the whole bike and the ground and all the trails you're riding, it's just absolutely brilliant and it's, it's just class. Cool, cool. And Christian, were you, did you think of the danger aspect of mountain biking uh, when Hannah started to show interest in it? Is that something that you were thinking about? or? Yeah, did, obviously it is, you know, but you leave the worrying uh, to my wife, Barbara, you know, I suppose there's danger in no matter what sport um, that, that nearly anybody enters, but obviously mountain biking carries that element of risk and danger more so than others. But all mm-hmm. we can do is provide her with as much protection and body armor and helmets and whatever it is that needs to protect her. Um, we are aware of the dangers um, and we just obviously try and tell Hannah to, when she's riding the bike, concentrate on the bike keep safe in the bike and obviously mountain biking everybody falls and to fall properly and tuck and roll or whatever it is you know but you know it's a sport there is dangers you're aware of the dangers but at the end of the day you have to accept those dangers if you're going to ride bikes do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so yeah it's just the way it is yeah very true and do you think that that's something just in general that maybe stops parents encouraging their young children to keep mountain biking or to really push them into mountain biking is that danger aspect do you think that is something that maybe holds some kids back is their parents just not really willing to to put them you know to let them be in that kind of dangerous situation i i'd say you're probably right garth you know what i mean it is a dangerous sport and you do have you know there's other parents that would be there together watching their kids coming down the trail a lot of them are saying oh i can't watch whoever it is coming down the trail or just be glad to see them getting down to the bottom, you know. There's mm-hmm. other parents there that, you know, obviously Hannah would have raced cross country and cyclocross and things like that there. And, you know, you keep in touch with those parents and they'll be asking me, Hannah's getting on at the enduro and the downhill racing and that. And uh, they'll be saying, oh, I wouldn't like my kid be doing that. It's too dangerous or whatever it is, you know. But that's just something that, you know, I'm not going to hold Hannah back or not allow to ride trails that are, are dangerous or whatever it might be um you just got to let them get on with it that that's my opinion there is other parents that will say no they're not doing it and that's it but that's mm-hmm. fair enough you know obviously they want to protect their kids or whatever it is you know but mm-hmm. you know a lot of the courses that uh, are designed are all rideable do you know what i mean yes there's parts of it are really dangerous um but if you if you can ride within your means and don't try anything stupid you should be relatively safe on them that's kind mm-hmm. of what i think anyway, you know yeah and do you think that you know that's an awesome attitude you have do you think your attitude comes from possibly being involved in mountain biking yourself previous to hannah getting involved in it um do you think that comes into play do you think or do you know of the parents that that you obviously are friends with in the scene did they used to mountain bike is that how their kids get into it? how did that all happen um yeah well obviously mountain biking i've had a, a fair number of falls uh, over the years and injuries and things I got there, nothing too bad. Broken ribs, maybe, was the worst thing I had. Um, I know other boys have had worse injuries. But, yeah, m- most parents there have been involved with biking or some sort of mm. um, sort of 
sport that's adrenaline driven or whatever it might be, you know. But they're all the same. They're all willing to not hold their kids back. They're not willing to not let them ride bikes. They just want to go out, enjoy, ride their bikes, have a bit of fun, and let the kids sort of dictate what they want to do, if you know what I mean. Because mm-hmm. even when Hannah's going to races and things like that there, and I'm sure some of the organizers maybe, you know, the, the closing date of a Wednesday evening or something for an enduro, well, we generally don't book them right up until Wednesday evening because if Hannah wants to race, we'll try and help her as best we can to race, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to make her race. It's sort of she leads herself as to whether she wants to race or not. Generally, she does want to race. There hasn't been a time when she hasn't wanted to race. But I'm not going to start forcing her to race or anything like that there. You know, I want her to enjoy the bike for what it is, have a bit of fun, meet new people, make new friends. And just generally, that's what it is. Enjoy mm-hmm. riding the bike and then wherever it leads her, that's where the leader kind of thing, you know. Yeah, I love it. That's a great way to look at it. Very, very good indeed. So, Hannah, when you started to race, or can you remember why you wanted to start racing? Um, well, at the start, um, I remember me and my dad were at the lakes for a walk, and there was a there was a cross country race or something on, and Dad says to me, "Do you ever want to race, Hannah?" And I says, "No, Daddy, never." But um, then I joined the local cycling club, Trail Demons, and uh, many other children there in the club raced um, XC, CX, some enduro. But um, so it kind of played my mind for a wee bit, and then I decided to give it a go. And I remember my first mini cross country race was at John Cairn Forest, and it was run by Island Wieners. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what age were you then? I was. Oh, um, what is your life now? Um, uh, nine, I think, maybe nine. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Nine or ten. Uh, there was eight in a race and I come eight, but uh, sure, that's all right. <laughs> you have to stop so, somewhere. Aye, so that's cool. So listen, let's chat about that. You came eighth out of eight. Yeah. Well, how did that? How did that make you feel? Did it put you off? Obviously not, but you know, how did it make you feel? No, I actually. Coming home from the race, I actually thought, like, I, I caught the bug for racing, you know. It was, even though I come 8 out of 8, I just thought it was, it was just class, you know. The whole whistle thing that set off, and it just it felt so good, and the buzz you felt and all. And whenever you're going around the laps, everybody's cheering for you, and it just feels so special. It makes you feel absolutely on top of the world, so, yeah. Wow. What a good way to look at it at that age. And, and Christian, Hannah wasn't Moby coming home in the car or anything, though. No. No, not at all. She, it was the first race, so she didn't really know what to expect, you know. Uh-huh. And I don't think there was too many girls in the race, so they threw her in with the boys that race. Um, and she enjoyed it. She loved it. She went, she went back for more. I think the next race was an Ulster cross-country race up in Lady Dixon Park, from memory. And I think I think you could pull a few places back there and get a fifth or sixth or something like yeah. that, I'm not sure. And then um, I think it was the next cross-country race, I think we might have had a wee change of bike because the bike you were on, the wee specialised, the wheels were, I think, 24-inch, so you had a bit of a bigger bike with bigger wheels. And then she done that cross-country race in Castlemel and got a second and mm. was on uh, on the wee podium. I think I had a wee tear that day, to be honest with you. you know? <laughs> and, and from that day on, she's just sort of, um, and I'm not trying to be big-headed on about, but she's been on a fair lot of podiums really since that race and has progressed more and got faster and more mm-hmm. daring. And 
has sort of moved into riding more enduro and downhill stuff, you know? Yeah, certainly. And and it's cool. And you know what? I think coming from an XC background or chatting to the guys that have been on the podcast um, before and that have come from an XC background, I think that's actually really good mm-hmm. because it builds a real strong engine. You know yes, what I mean? Sir. Yes, true enough. The other thing too is she was also then, obviously, she always wanted to ride the rougher stuff like from the trail centres and the natural trails, even like in big weed and that children riding at a very, very young age. Mm. Um, but she was too young to race those types of races. Yeah. Um, so she had to wait till she, I think it was 12, when mm-hmm. she turned 12 then, which was, I think last year was her first year of racing enduro. Um, and she raced in the Vitus first tracks, um, organised by Glenn O'Brien. And Glenn actually threw in with the boys, the 12, 13-year-old boys, which was a bit of a challenge if there was no other girls. And she ended up, I think it was second overall in that category at the end of the season. So um, it was a it was a good challenge for Hannah, you know, to be thrown in with the boys. Um, yeah. And she enjoyed it. She just she jumped at the challenge and, and she done very well, you know. I amazing. It's... Uh... It's very, very good. And Hannah, can you remember when you changed from your 24-inch bike, can you remember what your bike was? It was a Cube... Uh, oh, the 24-inch, the really? It was a wee specialised hot rock, and then the seven gears, you know, it was absolutely class. It's still sitting in the garage. <laughs> you know, really. but, uh, and then I moved on to the Cube... I don't know, a cube something. Uh, yeah, and was that 26 inch? No, it was 27 and a half. Felt very cool in it, you know what I mean? Strolling uh-huh. about all class. <laughs> From there, you moved on to 29 or then after that? No, fairly... 27 and a half, especially as a Oh, aye, but for the cross country, had the oh, 29er. Oh, yes, the Vitus Repeat. Right, aye, so you're riding 29 and cross country. That makes sense. Mm, you know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, that's really grand. And uh we'll get into specialized in bikes a wee bit later because you have some exciting news about that um but let's let's chat a wee bit hannah about your racing and and things like that now your achievements are unbelievable like i've got them here in front of me and um in 2019 enduro you know irish national championships female under 14 first I can just keep going. First, fourth, first, third, second, 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 fourth, second, third, second. You're never off the podium, eh? So that's the easy way to, to go about that. Yeah. Um, like, when you're standing on podiums and stuff, how does that how does that feel? Oh, it, it, it's a wee bit nerve-wracking at times, but um, mainly it's, it's good fun, and especially... Uh, whenever you're at the Gravity and Jews and you're given the champagne, it's a bit. Uh, I've always, I've kind of asked, always uh, Niall to open the wee iron thing, <laughs> and yeah. I can get the first go. But um, yeah, it's it it's really is really thrilling to be up there. You know, with especially with um, this season with the likes stand beside Liam Monsell and Hannah and Harvey and. Me, if it just feels amazing, so yeah, 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 no, and there's a good bunch of yous there for sure. Um, a lot of fast girls there, um, yeah. and you know, you're doing your your results are so good, like 
under 14s you're you know you're like first let's go let's just say it um but you know when you're when you're in the scene senior women's and all you're still on podiums you're still third you're you know you're still you're still there like how does that feel to be racing against those those girls that have a lot more experience than you um and you know they're they're older they're stronger etc like but yet you're still there you're on their heels you know does that give you encouragement does that make you you know does that just make you more excited and 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 more kind of driven to do better yeah definitely like it um it's a it's a big uh, it was a big challenge but uh, it makes me want to try and go faster and try and hunt them down but uh, obviously that's very hard but just trying to ride my bike as quick as I can and if something goes wrong goes wrong you just try and get over it quickly so mm-hmm. try and catch them sometimes but it never really works out but sure we'll just we'll just go on see how it pans out yeah and does the you know the scene the mountain bike scene is very cool and everybody seems to be really friendly and and is the is the vibe like that with the girls there? Do they give you encouragement and help and stuff? Oh yeah, definitely. Like um, it's every encouragement that the women gives me. You know, like Leah and me and Hannah give me a lot of encouragement. Even all the women, um, who race all the races, um, it's it's so kind and so nice and just plays in your mind. You know, in in a good way, it plays in your mind and it's so uh, um, what's the word? It it thrives it helps you you know if you're having a bad day it helps you get get the spirits up and um it's it's just really helpful you know what i mean so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and you know with seeing the likes of leah monsell and stuff and how well she's done and things you know and and you probably know her as a friend yeah yeah does that encourage you you know, you, you see it happening before you, you see how well that she can do and stuff. Does that encourage you? You want some of that yourself? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, she's she's done so well, you know, in recent EWS races. It's so, like, inspiring to see someone from Ireland doing that. It's, it's not, you don't see that every day. And it's, it is really, you know, it just makes me want to go quicker and just be like her recently under, under 21 and just even the EWS races. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really inspiring. Mm-hmm. And are you happy with the way things have went this season? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I wasn't really expecting any results, uh, especially whenever Glenn and Niall Davis, who organised the injuries, contacted Dad and said that I'd be moved up in the women's category. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really happy that, that um, this season that I raced the women's category instead of racing my own calorie um, against myself. Uh, uh-huh. Because if I hadn't, have, I'd still been, you know, maybe going to the same speed as it was last year. And definitely, I feel like I've come come on a lot since last year. I think uh, the bike helped a lot too, maybe moving on to the training and arenas, but it definitely um, on, on specialised stunt jumper. But I just feel like racing women give me a wee bit of more of a push and more something to aim for you know what I mean to get on mm-hmm. the phone with them so yeah it's definitely helped me so yeah well it's, it's that old saying isn't it they say if you want to improve you you ride or whatever you're doing you do it with somebody better than yourself yeah yeah 100% totally agree yeah that that's very cool so 
are you doing better than you expected or yes yeah i literally wasn't expecting any results i went into the season last year having a bit of fun and kind of come out of it with two second overalls so i'm definitely 100 percent never going to forget this season it just went brilliant so yeah yeah that's class and you know is there any races you kind of that you think maybe got away from you a wee bit, or you could have done better, or is there any sections or stuff like that you look at and you think, well, I made a mistake there, I could have done that better? Is that the way you look at stuff? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think there was every race and like every stage, I kind of made a mistake in most races, but I think one big race that kind of got away at me was Bigwood for the Ulster Champs. Uh, I was a little disappointed with the way things went, but uh, my race kind of went like stage one. I got a puncture halfway down the track and had to ride with a flat tire the whole way down. And then stage three, uh, the chain dropped and got jammed in behind the rear neck. I lost about 35 seconds as I had the GoPro running. And then I had a crash in stage six, so (laughs) it wasn't really my day, but sure, I still got a a, a wee bird, so... It was a bit disappointed, but happy in the end, so, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I think times like that can be good for you because it challenges you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It makes you mentally stronger and everything else because things like that will happen, as as you know. Yeah. Um, so it's good that, you know, you... you it's good that, that those kind of things can happen. You can still have a good result, but you still come out of it pleased. Yeah, definitely. It's it's you know I think you got to get rid of you, ha- you got to have the bad days to mm-hmm. get rid of it and have the good days. So. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so do you have a plan going into your season? Does your dad help you with that? Do you aim for anything, etc., like that going into a season? Um, yeah, I think my aim kind of every season is to just try and go as fast as I can and to have fun riding the bike and just not let it get too serious. Just always remember that there's a fun side. And um, I think as, as for a plan, just try and get as many races as we can done. As just, I don't know what I'm going to do over the winter. There's no races on. I'm just a wee bit, just trying to get out in the bike, you know, trying to get that adrenaline going. But, uh, yeah, I think we'll just try and get as many races as we done. Maybe a couple of the gravity enduros, the bike's first tracks. IDMSs, um, Scottish Enduros, if we can't get across the sea, we'll just see how that pans out, and some of the Highland Hardline, and mm-hmm. possibly, if we can, maybe some BDSs, but we'll just see, I don't know, if they look sketchy, like so, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Yeah, well, to be honest, you know, looking at your socials accounts and following you on that, um, and obviously trying to organise the podcast here, you are very busy. You're racing all the time. Yeah. Um, and I want to chat to your dad about that. Uh, we'll talk, We'll touch on that a wee bit later. But I want to also ask you, and this is to help other, other young riders coming up and stuff that are, that are wanting to do something similar to yourself, um, about your training. Oh, yeah. Um, and any type of skill trainings you've done, mobility work, stuff like that. Now, I know you worked with Glenn in the past and stuff. Can you tell us a wee bit about that and how that's helped you? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've been quite, uh, well, I'll start off training. is something that I should do, you know, like going out doing big long rides. But uh, I'll be honest, I don't do it. 
So, um, but I have been on training lessons with Glenn, um, Glenn O'Brien and Colin Ross in the likes of Bigwood and Australia, and it has helped me. You know, I remember the first time I went out with Colin Ross, and the first thing he said was, right, one finger breaking. I remember he used to break with the middle finger, and he said I didn't have enough grip. So, uh, yeah, it's really, really brought on my writing um, a lot with um, Glenn and Colin, but uh, uh, also reading the trails, you know, how to read them and uh, where to break, where the edge of the corner is, maybe to break on straights and not the corners because maybe it's like um, a wee bit slower. Look ahead, another big thing, um, and just uh, getting the confidence to hit the stuff, you know. Last year I was a wee bit afraid of hitting the things. I always had that wee bit of doubt in my head, but I think this year definitely, you know, I have come on with them lessons. I, I've hit bigger stuff. I'm hitting stuff that maybe I didn't hit last year. So, yeah, I really think Glenn and Colin's lessons have brought me on a lot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's, you know, those guys have been about and they've done so much and achieved so much. Um, yeah. You know, do they film anything like that or do they follow you down trails? How do they see how you're, where, where they can make you better and things like that? Yeah, well, some sometimes they, they'd go behind you and maybe, like, stop a section or sometimes they'd tell you to go up and write something they'll watch and analyse you and see maybe where you're going wrong and then tell you uh, what you maybe have to improve. Um, sometimes they'll send you home with homework. So, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the first the first time uh, with Colin, I got sent home with homework to uh, roll the bars up and, like, just roll the roll the what do you call it the brakes up and sit over the back more and just a load of homework but it really has improved and I don't mind doing mountain bike homework so you know it's kind of a win-win situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, that's interesting that you get homework. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, no, no, I think it's good. Like it, it really, you know, sometimes kids just after a lesson, uh go home and forget stuff. I know I have in the past, but um, I think the homework thing is really, really good. You just remember it sticks in, in your brain for like ever. So, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. And did you find, because this is an area where I'm not good in, where I go into corners too fast and then end up breaking in the corner and losing yeah. all the speed. Was that something that you were doing before you went to the likes of Glenn and Colin? Oh yeah, definitely. Like, and I was losing so much time, and I was like, "Oh, how can I improve this?" And then they were just saying, you know, maybe if you break before the corner, maybe lean into the corner more, let off the brakes, and just push in, and, uh, let the bike flow, and let the bike go where it wants to go, and mm -hmm. follow. So just let it go wherever you want. So, and honestly, that's really, really helped. You know, so yeah, I think, I think it's just, it's just brilliant. You know. Yeah. yeah, and it's like you were saying, having the confidence that your tires are actually going to grip stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I suppose if you're riding with the right technique and your weight distribution's correct on your bike, then the tires will do that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think it's all those wee things that Glenn and Colin help you with that give you more confidence. Did you find that so? You know, with all those wee small things adding up, you were all of a sudden getting more grip, then you were going faster, then you were getting more confidence, then you were going faster again. Is that the way it worked for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, like um, 
it can be the smallest things that can make you go that tiniest bit quicker, but it's still you're going quicker, you know, even if it's margins. Um you're talking about tire pressure, tire pressure is very important and uh I think Colin Glenn kinda of made me realise that it is important and it doesn't it's not a matter of going out to the garage and popping out to where you think it's fine. It's getting it right and seeing if the tires are too hard and they're too soft and uh yeah. Remember going to the first lesson my tires were too hard, I had to let let a load of air out. So yeah, I think it's a learning curve everybody mm. needs to go through. Yeah, for sure. And you know, as far as other training and stuff goes, like do you try and get out on your bike a number of times per week or Yeah, yeah. I I try as much as I can, you know, it is hard sometimes, especially with school. But whenever I can, um, I do. I, I ride with friends and stuff, um, and we just do kind of wee races and all down the tracks. We do some jumps, and um, it, it is good fun. Like trail centers and natural trails is kind of what we ride, and uh, we don't really take it too seriously, but sometimes we do, you know, whenever mm-hmm. we're with them. So, yeah, um, it's good crack, though. It is, it is something... Maybe training I should take into mind, but I haven't really um, been doing it this season or last season, so definitely going to take it into season. I never have really trained, but definitely, definitely for next season. <laughs> yeah, um, I it's you know it's funny. It's like in the off season, do you still get out in the bike a number of times a week? Do you not think of training or anything, or is it? Is it still too early? Do you think is that something you're no. going to take up later? No, I, I, I think I. Whenever school's off and whenever I'm in the off season, I get up. Literally, I've been on the bike all week, um, uh, and I just feel like it's. I, I don't really take it as training. I take take it uh, as going out and having a bit of fun, um, especially whenever I'm with friends. We do like skills around the house. Uh, well, I do that, not my friends. Skills around the house to do jumps, and you know they they bring you on sometimes too. You know, um, mm-hmm. whenever I'm out in the trails, it it does help. Like, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And do you have any friends that ride with you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I try to get as many friends as possible. Um, yeah, uh, they're all boys. They're all boys. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So yeah. you have you have no girls in your school that are interested in mountain biking that would go out with you or anything? No, no, they they all do um, different sports that they enjoy. Um, yeah, my 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 biking at school isn't really talked about, but um, no, they're all friends that ride bikes, and yeah, they're all boys. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, and let us chat about the the social thing a wee bit if you don't mind, um, yeah. because so many of your weekends are or you know took up racing you're away you know most weekends racing do you feel you're missing out on friendships or anything with with people from school or wherever because you're away so much no not really um i think they're doing their own stuff too you know they've got football matches and they're doing things with family so i don't really think you know they have their own stuff on too but i feel like um I'm getting the most out of my weekend, um, meeting new people at the races, um, people, new people to ride with, new people that 
um, whenever if they want to go for spins out and then they will even if they're quicker than me they will bring me on you know so I feel um, the friends and the bike are just uh, as important as friends in school but obviously that's well I hope they're not listening because I don't want them here that. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure they'll be fine with it. I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah. Now, before we move on, because I want to ask your dad just about uh, the commitment that he has to put into it and everything. But um, you sent me your CV. Yeah. And I read your review on the Mini Downhill Series at Fort William. Um, I think it was the 2018 race. Yeah, um, yeah. I love that. That was a great review. Tell us a wee bit about that race, will you? Because it seemed to be something very different for you at that stage. Yeah, it was it was like it was so cool that weekend. Um, but the only thing you ha- you had to qualify and you had to either go to one of the border races or one of the Highland Hardline races. Um, so I went to the Highland Hardline in Gulfstream and picked up a wee second, and um, then we went to Fort William in June, and it was just a- amazing. Like it was just brilliant you know we, even though we were on the, the red track it was, it was still pretty cool you know and mm-hmm. um, had everybody up scattered up and down the track with the re cowbells and it felt like you were a proper like professional coming down and everybody's ringing the bell and cheering and all that it's it's just so good it feels amazing and uh, and yeah yeah it's just brilliant it was cool, and and you enjoyed that bigger scene with lots of spectators. You enjoyed that. Oh yeah, definitely. It was it was a different kettle of fish. Like it was so good. Then the podiums, Danny McCaskill. There was a there was an orange Santa Cruz trials bike behind the podium. Like it was who's that? And then it was Danny McCaskill, and he was there on the stage shaking hands and all. It was just brilliant, you know, presenting the medals. So mm-hmm. after the trials. Aye, and cool. And you met some of your your idols there, eh? Yeah, yeah. Rachel Atherton, yeah. Always been my hero since I was very young. You know, she's been through a lot of injuries and still come out to be a mo- many times world champion. So, um, yeah, met her. I was really buzzing that year to meet her. Met like Bruni, uh, Finn Isles too. Oh, class. Met <laughs> And Steve Peak, another one. I'm forgetting some of them here, but I can't forget big Steve Peak. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, class, absolutely brilliant. Amazing. And you race enduro and you race downhill. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been doing more of the Scottish downhill or the wee Helen Hardline series over in Scotland this year and uh, enduro is back home. So, yeah. Mm. Do you prefer more one than the other? or? Uh, I don't know. I think... You know, enduros, they're, they're really good fun, you know, riding up with my friends and then racing back down. I just think it's so good. I think it's the whole idea. But in downhill, it's like this one run depends on where you get in a race. And it just, oh, it's so, like, it's there's a lot of pressure, but it's it's fun, you know what I mean? It's, it's like you get this adrenaline. It's so good and it just feels class. Mm-hmm. So do you think you're going to keep doing the two the two if you can or are you going to start and concentrate more on one or the other um no i think i'll try and um get keep the two of them you know i, I think in drew is is i find it really fun but i also find um downhill really good too you know i'll try and get as many fitted in as possible you know and uh, i don't think i'll drop one for another one it's just i can't they're just both 
for me isn't. You know, I get so much fun out of both of them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I suppose it's maybe a good break from one to the other, you know. Yeah, yeah. Something different. All right, cool. Um, so, Christian, let's chat a wee bit, if you don't mind, about your commitment to, to Hannah's journey. Yeah. Um, as a parent, like, how much commitment do you need to have? It seems to be a lot. Yeah, pretty much. Weekends are, are, are you don't really have a weekend. Your weekend just really consists of jumping in the car on a Friday evening and heading off, whether it's to, you know, the Vitus First Tracks, the Gravity Enduros or the Highland Hardline Series, you know. Um, pretty much non-stop drive, turn up at a venue, let Hannah ride her bike, sleep on a Saturday night, up on a Sunday race and back home on a Sunday night and then work first thing Monday morning. And mm. there's been quite a lot of weekends. I don't think There's only been a few weekends all year where we've had nothing on. But even at that, you're out riding the bikes at summer, if you know what I mean. Um, but, you know, life is hectic and both myself and my wife work. Um, Hannah's got two younger sisters they also do a wee bit of biking but more so for fun so we are busy um, we also try to make you know the race weekends a family thing as well and more of a social event so you know my wife will come with her two young, with Hannah's two younger sisters and we'll, my wife will go and watch the races along with me and you know we've met loads of nice people and made new friends and I suppose it's just the mountain bike community. Everybody's so friendly and easy going, you know. But mm-hmm. weekends are hectic. But I don't want to be. I can't be selfish and turn around and say, "No, Hannah, you're not going to the race this weekend because I want to do this or I want to do that." I just want to try and help her as best I can and give her as much support as I can while I can. Funny enough, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and yeah. So when you're you obviously have to plan weekends in advance around the race calendar then so you do you yeah. sit down when the race calendar dates come out and plan plan where you're going what you're doing does does that does it all work like that pretty much what we do is once the dates uh, become live i think Lynn's already released his dates for next year mm-hmm. so we get a big year planner we sit down we start filling the dates in as we get the dates and then we look at the year and we decide what we're going to do or what we're not going to do or what Hannah wants to do rather, you know, and we'll try and fit as many of those in as we possibly can. Um, sometimes you get races that clash and things like that there, you know, if you're racing in the races in Scotland or whatever, um, and that's just part of mountain biking and that's what it is. Um, but as, as, as if we can do it and we're able to bring her, we'll, we'll try our best and, and do that for her, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun. and I would say that calendar looks pretty full. When you get all the dates, huh? Aye, it does. To be honest with you, know. <laughs> but you know, yeah. isn't it amazing the isn't it amazing the scene in Ireland at the minute? Really? Yeah. You could race every weekend, more or less, if you wanted you to. You could absolutely, you know, um, and and like, there's other parents in the same boat as me that do the exact same thing for their sons and and, and kids, and it's just it, it's hard to describe why you do it you just want to be able to help your kids as best as possible if you know what i mean i think mm-hmm. and as i said earlier we let hannah dictate what she wants to do um not that she's she's the boss or anything but i, I won't be selfish i'm not going to make a race if she doesn't want to race like if she said this friday evening look dad i don't want to go and do that race wherever it is that's fine we're not going do you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but I'm not going to turn around and say, actually, Hannah, you can't do that race because I've got something else on or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it is, it, it, it's hard work. It's not easy. It's nonstop. 
Um, but it is what it is. We just have to get on with it. Yeah. And can I touch on the expense of a wee minute with you? Aye. Um, because, <laughs> you know, I am sure over the race calendar, it's super expensive to go to these places. You have to pay for fuel. You have to pay for accommodation, your race entrances, everything. Yeah. Like, do you have to budget for that kind of thing? You do. You know, when we fill in that year planner at the start of the year, we're already starting to see it for races. You know, um, we've been quite lucky, you know, with shared journeys. There's been other kids that went over to Scotland to race this year. I mean, you start to share the journey and the cost of the ferry uh, and, you know, fuel expenses. No, they're not ex- they're not cheap races to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you do share it, you're splitting the ferry, you're splitting the cost of somewhere to stay over, you're splitting the cost of the diesel. It, it, it's not actually too bad mm-hmm. when you sit down and work it out. Um, and also then this year for a few races, Hannah got some support from the Women's Commission, which was, which was a big benefit for those few, few races in Scotland, you know, mm-hmm. um, a wee bit of help there financially, which we really, really appreciate. Um, and, and even so, like if you're traveling to the Gravity Giros in the south of Ireland, you know, there's still there's still a tank of diesel there to be used. There's still somewhere to stay on a Saturday night. There's still the race fee. But it's just one of those things, you know, you could spend your money on other things that you wouldn't get as much enjoyment or benefit out of in life, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And that's what we do. But you just, you know, you just get on with it and see, do your best you can, and that's all you can really mm-hmm. do. And, you know, do you have to sacrifice, you know, family holidays or anything like that because of the racing thing? Uh, no, we'll always plan a good family holiday. Um, and we get away as a family as much as we possibly can and do as many things as a family as we can. You know, this year we took ourselves away off to the Highlands of Scotland for two weeks and um, done the the north coast drive around the top of Scotland things I like got there we'll have a wee touring caravan which is very handy you know you can sort of stop anywhere you want to, and stay over and things um, and we actually built that into one of the races for the Highland Hardline series because at the end of the two weeks two weeks Hannah had a race um, in Farish in, um, up in the Highlands in Scotland, which w- w- was a really, really good race as well. Um, so you try and incorporate it and make mm-hmm. it a family event, bring the wife and the kids along and just try and enjoy it as best you possibly can. Yeah. And, you know, I know Hannah's been sponsored by Green Bikes 2018 and this year. Um, does the sponsors help? Yeah, obviously. You know, it's been Connor and Green Bikes was absolutely super. Uh, there was help there with the bike and kit and things they got there and lots of advice and Connor was a very knowledgeable man and was able to direct us you know and and keep Hannah right you know mm-hmm. um, he's done a lot of racing himself he knows how everything works and you know it was very unfortunate that, that Green Bikes um, obviously isn't isn't open any longer and, and mm-hmm. but we have to thank Connor for everything he done for Hannah we really really appreciate it you know but having mm-hmm. that support there for bike maintenance or whatever it might be or advice it was it was brilliant to have it you know really, yeah really. yeah and i think that's what people forget it goes further than just bikes or gear yeah you know, it's the it's the it's it's the help you get with organization or just with experience and stuff that all factors into it eh? yeah even though connor 
uh, you know, Connor was very helpful in helping to decide on, on what bank Hannah should ride uh, for this year past in the season. You know, it's mm-hmm. you got obviously Hannah's so small, so young, so light. You know, there's bikes out there, full enduro bikes and things I got there that are just they're too much of a bike for Hannah, you know, perhaps too heavy, whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Connor was very helpful in deciding the best bike for Hannah. And, and this year she rode the specialized stump jumper and it done everything that Hannah needed it to do. And she really enjoyed riding the stump jumper this year, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I ride. Well, very good. <laughs> um, now, I asked Hannah the same question, but I want to ask you as well, Christian. So, do you think the racing thing every weekend is taken away from your social life, um, or is it something you don't mind? Social life? <laughs> I don't know what a social life is. No, but seriously, um, no, I, I don't think so. I enjoy going to the races with Hannah, been able to support her there, making you know the you know as I said before, we've met really really good friends, lifelong friends at the races. Um, we treat it as a social event itself. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, going to race, there's a good vibe always around the race village. There's always a bit of banter. It's just always good fun. Really, really enjoy it, you know. And, yeah. you know, there's other parents there with kids that are racing. And, you know, they're all going through exactly what I go through as a parent, the expense of it, giving up their weekends. And also, I know what they're going through and they know what I'm going through. And it, it's just a bit of fun, you know. But really enjoy it. Yeah, awesome. No, that's very good. And Hannah, just chatting to you about it, do you realise the sacrifice your parents kind of make so you can race? Yeah, definitely. Like, my parents put a lot on my racing, you know, the funding, and then my racing, a lot of time and effort to go to the races, to, to get there, to put everything together. Um, and they've also brought a lot of fun to the races, you know, every race I've done. Um, my mum, my two sisters always come along to the race. And um, it's kind of become part of life, you know. Mm-hmm. The enduro and downhill races sometimes are just too far away, you know, the ones in Scotland for women and girls to come to, but they're, they're always there, you know. Even, even if they are sitting at home on the sofa watching something on TV, I, could, I always know that they're always there in my heart, you know, and in mm-hmm. I just feel like they're always there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you feel lucky to have parents like you do? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> She's only saying that, girl. <laughs> oh, so much there. But I feel like parents, um, without the parents, I have to say, I wouldn't be where I am. And um, I probably wouldn't even be riding the bike. Uh, I wouldn't know anything about the mountain bike scene. I wouldn't know any of the, uh, the people I've met over the years. Uh, so, yeah, very lucky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And let's put it this way: when you start winning good prize money, are you going to share it with your parents? Um, I have offered them, and they've said no. But uh, <laughs> for me, uh, no. But uh, me and my dad, well, it was kind of more my idea. I'll take the credit. I don't know. We kind of put it in a pot, and I kind of said we'll put it towards races, and you know, to Scotland, or uh, we'll put it towards parts for the bike if the bike's broken or something mm-hmm. but uh, he still said no <laughs> so yeah the money's kind of sitting in my, in my purse so it's all good uh, well when your mum and dad are retirement age and they, they, they retire yeah uh, well that's for back then Gareth 
<laughs> that's it. That's it. So, I so put it away somewhere. See if Hannah for now, so you have it there to pay them back. You know, when the time comes. Sorry, I won't find it. So, Christian, just thinking about other parents out there that are listening to this and their kids showing interest in mountain biking and want to get into the scene. What advice would you give them? Um. Well, obviously, I have. You know, Hannah's only been racing for five years. Four years, four years, and she's done quite a bit in those short four years, if you know what I mean. Mm. But I would say other parents who have kids, um, I would say just if the kids want to race, just give them a chance. Just go for it. Let them do it. You know, it doesn't have to be an expensive sport for a kid starting out. They can go and try a cross-country race or cyclocross race locally. They don't have to travel throughout Ireland, they don't have to go to Scotland or anywhere else to do it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those races are cheap to enter, really, really good fun. Um, another thing I would also like, you know, as a parent, um, I would also say don't be too hard on your kids, you know? They're out there riding a the bike, going as fast as they can, doing the best they can, just give them a bit of encouragement, tell them, you know, even if they do rock up as Hannah did the first time, eighth in her race, well done, you finished it. There was a great race. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You know they can. You know they can come over the line, stone last, but it all, someone has to come last in order for there to be a winner. So I would say encourage them to do their best. Don't focus on the results, and uh, don't be too hard on them or anything like that. There, you know, just mm-hmm. go out and enjoy it because that's what it is. It's a fun sport to be enjoyed, um, no matter what discipline or, or how good or, or whatever it is you are. You know, just go out mm-hmm. and enjoy. Well, you know, it's funny because just listening to your answer there, you know, it just dawned on me that somebody like Hannah and even yourselves, you're learning so much more than just racing and you're getting back so much more than just racing. You know, you're networking, you're meeting new people, you're getting more social. There's all that that you kind of forget about too, yeah? Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, we've met some really, really good people, really, really top-class world championship mountain bikers, um, enduro racers, things I like got there that four years ago you you recognize these people's name. You know, I never thought that I would sit have a full blown conversation with the likes of Steve Pete in Fort William or Luke Bruni at the Fox Hunt when I done it there last year. Mm-hmm. And you know, you go back to Fort William this year uh, and Bruni remembers you, or you can have a conversation with him going, you know, I remembered you from last year at the Fox Hunt. And all those guys are all top world class riders. But a lot of them are all very down to earth and very friendly as well. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's just the mountain biking family. They're all very, very nice people. And, you know, yeah, you can meet some fabulous people. It's a journey. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's very, very cool. And, you know, I'm sure you get a lot of enjoyment, you know, seeing Hannah doing something that she really loves and being successful in as well. Like, I'm sure that's such a payoff for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's great to see her, you know, doing her best, giving her her best. And, you know, sometimes races don't go according to plan or she's a fall or there's a mechanical. I think she mentioned the big weed race earlier in the season, which didn't go her way at all. Um, but to see her come down at the end and, you know, up and, you know, she's always sort of has worn an orange helmet. And all I ever want to do is see that orange helmet coming through the trees over the finish line, you know, because mm. I know she's down in one piece and she's down safe. And that's really, for me, is maybe more important, is the most important thing is to have her down in one piece, injury-free, you know. 
Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter where she comes, as long as she can get home safe. That's the main thing. Um, but it's, it's, it's great that she's enjoying it. When you stand on podiums, you get a real you know sense of, you know, that's Hannah. She's done fantastic today. She should be so proud of herself, as we're all very proud of her when she's racing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's good for her. You know, it's, it's something that keeps her occupied, keeps her busy. Um, and it just seems to be something that she actually lives for at the minute is just riding her bike. Mm -hmm. Very, very good. It's awesome to have something like that, uh, you know, that you're so passionate about. Very yeah. good. Hannah, now let's chat a wee bit about the future and drop the bomb, will you, and tell us about your new sponsor. Yeah. Um, so obviously last season, starting this season, Connor gave me some backing and I'm, I'm very, very thankful for that. He, he done a lot for us and like Dad said, he gave us advice and stuff like that. But unfortunately, the shop closed and uh, it, it was a big disappointment. But um, I'm actually super excited uh, to announce this one and something that I've dreamed many times before. And uh, so I'll be supported in riding for Specialized Ireland this year. So, Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'm really happy with it. Yeah, well done. Well, you know, it, it goes to show your hard work, your dedication, your parents' input and help and support. It's all came to this point um, and obviously Specialised realised that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I just want to thank the team at Specialised Ireland for making this possible. Um, yeah, it's very cool. I was actually speaking to, an, uh, um, a couple of days ago, I was speaking to Killian Callahan. Yeah, yeah, no, Ellie's class, he's unreal. <laughs> Isn't he? He's such a character, he's a brilliant, yeah. brilliant fella. Um, but he's obviously a specialised rider too. Yeah. Um, and a senior, I was chatting to him about the store, the new specialised store, and I've seen your social posts and stuff outside the new specialised store. How cool is it to be involved with one of the biggest bike brands on the planet and such a nice store like that? How stoked are you? I literally have no words. Like it was just, it was literally, um, just there in the moment when we were taking the photo outside the shop, specialized sign. I was literally lost for words. It was just so amazing. Literally, something I've literally dreamed of for ages, and it, it come true. And I'm just, I'm so happy. I can't explain it. It's just, I've never felt it before. It's just this complete rush. It's just brilliant. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Well, listen. Before I let you go, because this is probably the first Saturday evening you have had off in months, <laughs> and you're sitting chatting to me right. about, about mountain biking. But Hannah, I want to ask you: um, Have you thought of an end goal with racing? Do you want to turn pro? Do you want to make it your full full time career? Uh, well, I've always like thought about becoming pro and. Um, as a dream, you know, but um, I think every person who, you know, races mountain bikes and get the results and are really fast and just enjoy the sport would love to become a professional. But I think there's a, there is a lot of work that goes into that. And um, I think for me to fulfill that dream, I will have to do a lot of training. Um, also, hitting stuff that maybe I look at and just go, that's not possible. And then you see Killian and 
Greg and Keelan all coming down. They're just they're doing all these whips and stuff off it. And, you know, it's, it's just mad. But um, yeah, I would love to become a professional, but uh, mm-hmm. a lot of work needs to be put into. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going the right direction, anyway. So I think you're doing very, very well at this at this time. Thank you. Um, so how can people find you, uh, Hannah? How can they follow you on on socials and stuff like that? Uh, well, I've an Instagram and Facebook page. Uh, Instagram is Hannah Mullen seven three two five, and then Facebook is Hannah Mullen Racing. Okay. So, yeah. Grand, and I'll stick those in the show notes so people can find you easy there. No bother. Thanks very much. Well, listen, folks, it's been brilliant having you on the show. Um, I love chatting to you, and um, I think, Hannah, you're going to have a very, very good 2020 season, and I hope everything goes really well for you. Um, and I've been following you throughout the 2019 season, and, I, you know, I'm very stoked for you. I love to see you on the podiums because I think a young lady of your age and everything else is just amazing to have in Ireland and racing and part of the scene. So all the best for 2020. I hope everything goes well for you. Thanks very much, Gareth. And thanks for, thanks very much for having us on the show. Yes. Thanks very much, Gareth. You're, you're more than welcome. And and, uh, Christian, thanks for reaching out and getting in contact and uh, making this happen. So um, it's awesome. And I just want to say a big thank you to you and all the other parents out there that are making that happen because without the youth coming through, the sport dies and it can die very quickly absolutely um, you know You're so right. yeah so as much as hannah is required in the sport you know parents like yourself are also required just as much so yeah. thanks for that i appreciate it no problem at all Gar. thank you listen folks have a great weekend uh, enjoy your evening and i will speak to you again in the near future no problem thank you very much That's a wrap for episode 113, folks. I hope you did enjoy the show. And Hannah and Christian, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And I know you have got busy schedules. Maybe not so much now that you're not racing every weekend. But um, I know you are quite busy and active and other things. So thanks so much for sharing the time. And thanks for coming on. And Hannah, as always, good, good luck for 2020. I know things will go well for you. And I know you'll do really well in that specialised team. So um, congratulations with all your success so far and I hope it continues into 2020 for you. Now folks, if you want to know more about Hannah and Christian, just go to mtb-tribe.com. You'll get Hannah's show notes there and a little bit more about what we chatted about on the episode. You'll also find social links and stuff to Hannah there where you can get in contact and a couple of articles Hannah wrote about racing in Scotland are also on the show notes so check those out and they're very very good very entertaining indeed now if you want to help the show the best way to support it is by subscribing rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts every one of your ratings helps us boost on Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people hopefully getting them off sofas and onto saddles now if you're not on Apple don't worry you can find us and subscribe via Stitcher, Spotify and Podbean. We also have a website mtb-tribe.com where you can find the complete bike catalogue, listen and download every show. You can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the show. Now you can also get involved on social media at MTB Tribe on Instagram and Facebook take screenshots and help share the show please with friends would be amazing and if you know of anybody that would be interested in any of the episodes of the show please direct them 
to the podcast, I'd be much, much appreciated. And it's all about getting more people listening and getting more people on bikes. That's why we're here. So that'll do it for this week, folks. Thanks for tuning in and join me next week where we will have part two of Killian Callahan's episodes. I'm talking about becoming a pro mountain biker and uh, we have a lot of funny, funny stuff to get through in episode two of his show. Uh, You will really, really enjoy it. Killian is such a good lad and lays it all out in the line. So join me next week to hear more from Killian and how you can become a pro mountain biker and um, it's got plenty of highs and lows so I hope to find you there but until then get out on the bikes hit those trails and as always stay MTV stoked <laughs>